0: In uh, continuing our topic from last week, somewhat intentionally, but mostly just out of uh, happenstance, uh, we have our uh, annual uh, flu-like plague or not that may
1: or may not be a uh, pandemic by the time this episode goes out. Yeah, there was... uh, was, So I, I talk about my neighborhoods next door a lot because... It's bananas. (laughs) Uh, And last week there was a post with with the um, with the headline uh, uh, local middle school. Except it had the name of the middle school crisis, and I was like, "Holy shit, what's going on at the middle school?" It turns out that what was going on was there was a plan. uh, There were some Chinese exchange students who had flown in like the day before, and they were supposed to go to the middle school to like be exchange students. But but uh, this uh, poster was like freaking out because what if they have the coronavirus? They need to be quarantined. We can't let them near our children. <laughs> it was like wow, I mean okay. Uh, and then it's <laughs> the, apparently the plan was to take them around to local monuments and just expose them to all the tourists. That doesn't really seem like if if they're a genuine threat, like you would quarantine them for real. Yeah, like keep them in their hotel so you're only exposing the poor hotel staff. Uh, Yeah, basically it sucks. Hopefully none of them has uh, the coronavirus because that would be a bummer. But apparently there's like other like horrible viruses going around anyway. Like a bunch of people are getting the flu. A bunch of people are getting things that don't seem to be the flu, but like knock them flat on their asses for 10 days. And I'm like, I don't want any of that. We might as well do
0: some preaching to the choir here and just some uh, fun facts about flu and
1: flu-like viruses. <laughs> so please get vaccinated. Another next-door poster insists that people who get the flu shot always get sick a lot. And, uh, and the people who don't, namely that person themselves, uh, <laughs> never get sick. And I'm like, cool, 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 cool. Kind of a small data set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So the uh, flu
0: vaccine that is delivered every year is sort of a best guess because uh, the flu is just sort of a slower mutating version of the common cold, if you want to think of it that way, and that the reason there's no point in vaccinating against uh, the common cold is that its name is a lie because everyone gets a different
1: cold every single time they get a cold. Like... If it were the same cold, you wouldn't get it. Exactly. That's how your immune system works. (laughs) Your immune system would be like, I know that one. And it would, you know.
0: The flu, uh, thankfully, takes about a year to go through this (laughs) most of the time. Hmm. Or at least. Which still sucks, but. Yeah. Or at least the strains that we expect to come around. Um, And sometimes that estimate is wrong. Or sometimes the estimate wasn't wrong. It's just a different thing altogether. Um, And it's not
1: like, you know, what was protected against wasn't like a good thing to do. (laughs) Right. I mean, there might have been more of the type that was vaccinated against, except a bunch of people are getting vaccinated now, which is great. Yeah.
0: Um, And I uh, and also with vaccines, I want to restate, as we did probably in uh, maybe the big pharma <laughs> with an F episode uh, that, really? um, or probably, or maybe even the uh, did we do a vaccination one by itself? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it's possible. This is the third time we're saying it uh, as well. Whatever. So yes, unnecessarily using antibiotics on livestock does create evolutionary pressure for bacteria to um, evolve into uh, antibiotic-resistant versions of themselves since antivirals are barely a thing anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that that's not actually how it plays out with vaccines because in a vaccinated body, when they encounter the disease, they think they've already encountered it because, I mean, they did. That's what a vaccine is. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, it's like stabbing the virus in the knee and then, you know, Letting <laughs> le- letting the uh, kittens fight it while it right. while it was going to bleed out <laughs> I was, anyway. <laughs> I was just thinking, it's
1: like what a mother cat yeah. does. <laughs> it it gives its kittens a crippled mouse and lets them finish it off. <laughs> yep. So when the uh, real virus
0: uh, comes along, um, it's probably a little mutated, but there's sort of a, a leeway where the immune system goes. Eh, I recognize that close enough as a problem and we'll get rid of it before it starts propagating especially if it is uh the immune system <laughs> that it uses as its host primarily yeah. because the virus is defeated swiftly it doesn't get a chance to mutate into an unrecognizable form because it's slow at doing that uh, at its like natural background rate um which it does because uh <laughs> viruses like to put it in like Uh, computer terms, Uh, they don't (laughs) checksum themselves when they replicate. And because they uh, hijack a cell's uh, means of self-replication to replicate their own, uh, uh, I think it's just RNA, um, and then put themselves Mm -hmm. back together, um, it sort of corrupts very easily. And (laughs) just like when checksums fail uh, (laughs) on a uh, computer, if it's, like, on a uh, folder of stuff and, like, some of the files are wrong, it, like, you still get a folder full of some useless stuff and some useful stuff. Sometimes you get nothing that's viable at all. Uh, and sometimes you get that uh, magic uh, uh, hash collision where <laughs> the checksum on pass, but it turns out to be a malicious payload. Um, and that's where, like, you know, the, the Successfully mutated virus that the immune system will no longer recognize comes from. AIDS is uh, so problematic because it does that at a rate faster than the immune system can pick up on the slow gradual changes. But the flu is pretty slow at doing this, so vaccines work. If you're vaccinated and it hits you, it dies. It doesn't get to mutate and go to anyone else. Even like the version you got doesn't get a chance to go to anyone else because it didn't start snotting yet. <laughs> <laughs> right. You haven't aerosolized it through your own mouth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we get these new super flus that are, you know, in, part of the broader family of the flu and the cold and the coronavirus, because part of that mutation process is that when it's like falling apart and putting itself back together in replication, if there's two different strains of the virus present during that process because, you know, you're an animal that may not get sick from one or both of the strains, but are perfectly capable of being a carrier for them. Mm. Or you just are unlucky enough to get both of them. But all that scrambling can almost lead to, it's almost as if sexual reproduction is occurring where there's offspring made of randomly selected pieces of the two quote-unquote parents. This happens a lot in China because these flu viruses seem to incubate in birds and pigs, other small mammals, uh, flying mammals like bats and snakes, and all of that mixing up is like a lot of chances for A successful mutation that can jump its way back to humans sort of you know get its chance to exist just by you know the rolling of the dice so if uh, a, a new super virus has like you're rolling a die and hoping for a six you know there's a one in six chance of that happening but if you roll 600 dice and you only need one six to come up in that whole sea of dice you've tossed onto the carpet.
1: Your odds are a bit better.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's still not technically 100% because that would be in violation of how probability works. But it's a lot of nines. <laughs> it's
1: It's approaching, to be sure. <laughs> It is pretty wild, as as you point out somewhere in this document, that like wow, it really makes American style factory farming look not as bad because at least so you've got these horrible cesspools that these animals live in, but they're all the same kind of animal and they're they're basically isolated uh, and killed um, in a central location, and like so if we had a bunch of pigs escaping from the slaughterhouse. And getting out into the local communities or whatever. Thirty to fifty of them at a (laughs) time. Not usually from the slaughterhouse where they've mixed with all the other swine and, and come up with fascinating new swine diseases. Um, <laughs> but but if we were bringing them, you know, if it was important to us to see our animals alive, which is the opposite of what we want. Right. We A- want Americans to pretend are, that an exactly. animal, <laughs> like an animal wasn't even involved. It's just over here there are pigs and then at the grocery store there's meat and we try not hard to, yeah. we try uh, <laughs> not hard to not, not or... to think too much about it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Which ends up breeding fewer superbugs. Now, we are, of course, also drugging the shit out of our uh, farm animals and creating superbugs that way. But so far, that hasn't been that big a problem. The biggest problem has been shit runoff getting onto things like lettuce and spinach and mostly lettuce (laughs) uh to some extent flour now the the reason you don't want to eat raw cookie dough is is more so the flour than the eggs yeah which is kind of fascinating what what a time to be alive (laughs) right uh oh and speaking of uh vaccines aren't actually bad um in i forget whether it was the uk or, or uh europe or possibly probably both they actually vaccinate their chickens so they don't have salmonella their eggs just can't have salmonella because that's just not a thing. They vaccinate their chickens. And I'm like, why the hell don't yeah. we do that? That's Because amazing. it would be expensive. It would raise the cost of eggs by like two cents a piece or something. I don't know. Mm. Like on the one hand, it's nice if people who don't make a ton of money can afford food. But on the other hand, like it would be cool if that food were like less dangerous. Yeah. Very few people get sick from eggs, uh, undercooked eggs, in this country, but I'm sure it's not none.
0: Yeah, and and there's uh, with like just any um, undercooked food in America, it's about the supply chain, uh, which is why it's not safe. If, you know, because the animal could have been perfectly fine, but then it went through a bunch of rusty conveyor belts <laughs> <laughs> before yeah. being wrapped in plastic.
1: And if it's like ground meat, like. It's gone through the grinder with everything.
0: Yeah, and that's only washed every, I don't even know. <laughs> you don't want to know. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: Less often than you'd hope. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: uh, the cultural difference, uh, as you alluded to, is that there are these outdoor markets where when you want to buy chicken, you go pick out a live chicken, like uh cartoonish slaughterhouses, uh, steakhouses, houses, uh, <laughs> where, you know, I, you know, I want a steak from that cow, and you point to a living one, or, you know, like picking your own yeah. lobster out, and that's just like horrifying to Americans, but just normal, but the problem is that you have all these chickens that are just packed together as tightly as we pack live lobsters together, <laughs> um, and they're next to a similar box of pigs, and... Other animals, including more chickens
1: in other boxes from other farms. There's going to be rats because yeah. they're eating whatever mm-hmm. is dropped on the ground, and there's going to be probably cats and and stray dogs and stuff. And like, I it's like I understand uh, the idea is probably like you you want to look at the animal and see okay that's a healthy looking pig. It looks like it has about as much pork as I want. On it, or in the case of chicken, it, it looks like, you know, plump and juicy, and it's obviously very fresh. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, if it every all it's like a stew <laughs> of, of critters and intermingling, and it's just dangerous. Yeah. And
0: like adding pigs specifically are where it becomes the worst that it could possibly be because aren't pigs really good at like making stuff for us? Right, so that means that uh, th- there's no like like we call it swine flu, but really like it's human flu that they're getting, uh, right. and it's mutating in them and then bouncing back out. They are just susceptible to human flu, um, and they're also susceptible to avian flu, so uh, they mix the two readily.
1: <laughs> yeah, and there's chickens, and there's bound to be like pigeons, and sea, and like those those seagulls that aren't anywhere near the sea. Who just want the trash? Like, there's just gonna be uh, cooties, making gross.
0: more cooties, and yeah, it is kind of yeah. okay. So, like, you pick out your live chicken, but like, you still don't want to dispatch it. <laughs> they do that for you and uh, defeather it in like equipment that is like you know washed once a day, and like the ground is just covered in ew. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, at least we you know mostly keep our gross kind of far away from our population centers.
0: Yeah, uh, because I was reading uh, one story from a couple years ago. In in classic, like, this frustrates me so much about journalism, where it's, like, headline that posits a question, and then a narrative that's, like, entirely, like, when, Mm. like, I was looking for science. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And before my ADD gave up on this particular one, it got (laughs) to the point where uh, a woman was purchasing five chickens, so... Their five heads were cut off and then they were uh, stuffed into uh, pot number one until the uh, quote commotion stopped because you know uh, chickens do that whole living without heads thing for a little while because well, they, they have move around anyway, yeah, because there's parts of uh, their medulla oblongata equivalent is like at the bottom of the neck so horrible. <laughs> could,
1: could they cut that part off so it's less upsetting?
0: Yeah, I don't know.
1: I guess some people really like to eat the neck or make soup with it though, so I guess I sort of understand why they don't. But like ew. Also like speaking of lobsters and not to totally get you off track, but like people are really mean to lobsters. I don't like it. I I want to be assured that the lobster is killed before they start ripping it apart. We've been watching all these cooking shows and people are like we're like Oh my God, did he kill that lobster before he started literally tearing it apart? And I think the answer was no. Yeah, it, it's, uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> as you, as you start doing more of your own cooking, you, you might, uh, trend more accidentally
1: vegan as I have. I mean, I. <laughs> I buy frozen things, so it's even less. It's even farther from the animal, like frozen fish and frozen chicken breasts. So it's it's like parts that that yeah, yeah. (laughs) so unidentifiable. I don't want it, like, I could never. There's this thing in Hawaii and almost everywhere where you eat a, a whole fish and it's still got the head on and it's got eyes and it's looking at you. Yeah, that's just, a big nope for me. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I want my fish already cut into little pieces and rolled up <laughs> with rice and avocado and other delicious things yeah. <laughs> or grilled or whatever. But So anyway, you've got a pot full of your freshly killed chickens. Right, which is the pot that the
0: previous batch of uh, um, freshly decapitated chickens were in as well. Uh, so, and then uh, when you hear five thumps uh, to the floor, you bring them back out and then go through... The defeathering, which apparently rapid defeathering is, like, basically putting them through a laundry mangle, huh. which also squirts guts out through the neck hole. Oh, God. That a, is upsetting. So, which, which is just, like, on the floor, but you don't care because the floor is the ground because this is just, like, where uh-huh. the market temporarily sets up for the day, so.
1: That would mean, like, gizzard contents and stuff, so it's got, like, bugs in it and things.
0: Yeah, uh
1: so like you know this is like like a
0: breeding ground for like you know like regular problems
1: (laughs) yeah like probably there's parasites and stuff in the ground too like in places where the children don't have access to shoes a bunch like yeah they get horrible horrible parasites i mean all parasites are horrible all visible parasites obviously we're stuffed full of bacteria and stuff every day and some of them are even good for us, but the minute you've got visible worms yeah that
0: that's a bit of a line. I'm out yeah.
1: <laughs> and a lot of those are uh you know highly transmissible again between pork pigs between pigs and humans, so ew.
0: so yeah, like that's like that whole process, and this particular flavor of maybe super virus or not, and we'll get to why it has a long incubation period, so. Yeah, that's bad. So, like, you've contracted it from, like, choosing the squawking chicken while it was being uh, held by the neck uh, before being cleavered. So, like, that's when you pick up its, uh, you know, super flu. And it doesn't affect you for, in this case, it appears to be like a week.
1: Yeah. But you're perfectly capable of spreading it around.
0: Yeah, because as humans like to do, uh, we get on planes a lot. (laughs)
1: Right. And you touch your face, you pick your nose, you sneeze, you cough. You don't cover it. There's nothing wrong with you. It's just the dry air, right? That's what's making you cough. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sometimes, not so much. And airplanes are really great. Uh, They're like the open air market of human germs. Yep. It's like you pack a bunch of humans together in a tin can and they breathe all over each other and they snore and they fart. The farting doesn't actually matter, but it's gross. Um, I don't think any diseases are transmissible via farts. Uh, Maybe pink eye, but that seems like a myth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, the farting disease, that would be horrible. Um, <laughs> but um yeah. and And then, you know, of course, as it goes from human to human, it can mutate a little bit uh, as well. But also just, like, even if it doesn't mutate at all, uh, you've got, like, a bunch of sick humans and, you know, if you've ever played. <laughs> it's like in that episode of Parks and Recreation where Leslie Nope <laughs> insists that they give uh, CPR to all the birds who have the bird flu in like, the fake <laughs> disaster. You should, everybody should watch Parks and Rec. It's great. But, you know, every person goes home, they get on probably another plane because airlines suck and you always have a connection. You know, 80%, depending where you live, sometimes you have more than one. And every time you get on another tin can, you're spreading it more. And then those people go home and their children go to school and children are disgusting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Even more so than adults who are also disgusting. (laughs) They pick their noses, they touch their faces, they, you know, lick each other. They share drinks and combs and lice. There's lice now. uh, which There was lice when I was a kid too, but it seems like it's worse now.
0: Yeah, it seems like it had a. Uh, it went away and came back uh, <laughs> in droves.
1: Maybe we used some really horrible chemicals that were killing. Like there used to be this oh, really yeah. great amp poison. Maybe it's something like that. Where we had like the perfect
0: super shampoo, but now all we've done is made super lice.
1: Well, or the super shampoo, it turns out, was blinding like. A higher than acceptable percentage of children, or something like that, (laughs) like like DDT. You know, it was awesome at killing mosquitoes, but also birds. (laughs) So that sucked. And like, um, oh god, I wish I could remember the name of the ant poison. It was so good, but it killed like children or something. Like if they got in it, so like keep your children out of the ant poison. I don't know. Yeah, it's really great. seems like common sense. These really great peanut butter uh, based ant ant poison baits that used to be able to buy that were like the best. You can't have those anymore because I guess kids were eating them. Keep your kids from eating the ant baits. Jesus Christ. I don't know. I guess it's hard because kids get into everything, which is also how they get all the diseases because they get all up in each other's business and lick each other and whatever. I don't know. Like share things that they put in their mouths. You know, good for exposure. Yeah, but then they expose their parents who come to my office. <laughs> yeah. And they expose me, and I don't need that final step. Actually, that's not true in my current office. Everybody is pretty good about staying home when they're sick. It really helps when you have one immunocompromised coworker. Like everybody's much more aware of that, which, uh, I mean, so that still oh, sucks yeah. pretty bad for the immunocompromised coworker because, you know, being immunocompromised ain't great, but on the plus side this is like the world's worst silver lining
0: right uh so uh t- since you said work uh this is this is another <laughs> like i can't believe uh the us looks good again but uh <laughs> if you thought our oh, our healthcare system was bad So apparently uh, and this is why, like, I always get so infuriated when people try to point to China as like communism or socialism failing because it's neither of those. It's a dictatorship Uh, because they don't have socialized medicine. They have for profit medicine uh, uh, without like our uh, ridiculous concept of insurance. So people like just don't go and get treated for things. And that's why these pandemics are like always pandemics um in China, and when they reach other countries, the individual is, you know, promptly hospitalized, which is, de facto, even a mild uh, quarantine. If you watch like the the like just the ratio of uh, cases and deaths, like there's more deaths in China than worldwide other cases combined right now for this one.
1: Well, they've got a lot of people, and it kind of started there, so that's cheating. That's death toll cheating.
0: Yeah, but they're also, like, under-reporting because...
1: Oh, that's right, because of the whole dictatorship thing, where yeah. it's, it's very 1984-ish. It is. Which is, to a distressing extent, like, to an extent you want to believe is fiction, but it's not. Right. Uh, so, uh, people
0: uh, die for a lot of reasons. Uh Uh, China has a larger than normal distribution would predict uh, elderly population. One child policy and all that. Yep. That that seemed to be a good idea. That didn't have any repercussions. And the fact that you can't afford to seek medical care until you're on death's door means your outcomes are likely worse, especially if time you spent getting to death's door wasn't spent in the most sanitary conditions or even just warm enough conditions and on top of that the first line of treatment is usually not medicine yet you know you're also like wasting a day on that before someone like you know like takes you seriously as you don't have a really bad cold like that you'd need to like you know so in u.s hospitals like if you walk through the door you're getting an iv
1: it's sort of nice I went into the ER and I was desperately dehydrated and they they actually had a hell of a time setting me up with the IV. I should have gone a lot earlier than I did, but we've been over how I'm stupid. Um, yeah. And yeah.
0: and when I lost consciousness, probably due to a uh, lack of fluids, due to not wanting to pee during a lengthy dental procedure I had to be awake for, the cure was being there long enough for several bags to go through me. <laughs> um But, you know, like we're talking about delays to like even getting to that step, Um, like even if you have the money to even start this. So there's a lot of lack of care that would have made a difference or timing that would have made the difference. So the death uh, percentage will skew higher than it needs to. And uh, another great thing uh, about bad flus is that what kills you is the uh, pneumonia. Yeah. There are your usual groups that are more susceptible to this, people who have recently undergone cancer treatment, HIV, that's AIDS now, and the elderly and children. You know, that that's your uh, normal list. But there's some more that are in that broader immunocompromised um, you know, group, <laughs> one of which that has... Uh, very unfortunate very stars aligned in the worst possible way timing right now is uh, college students in the US because like people going to work because yay capitalism here and yay lack of safety nets in not communist China <laughs> you still have plenty of schools where professors still have their uh, private policy that they absolutely enforce of you miss 3 classes and it's an automatic F so if you're sniffly this first week back, you're not going to like burn one of those three on like the first day of class. Yeah. And considering that most college classes are twice a week, like being sick for like the two weeks that this could take to just get over it uh by yourself, assuming you self-quarantine and don't do anything stupid like try to continue existing and stressing yourself.
1: Well, you're going to have to go to the dining hall.
0: Yeah. So that's that's part of it. Campuses in America specifically are overstuffed because, uh, in addition to, uh, an unanticipated population boom between like your age and my age and like my Mm -hmm. younger sister's age being like graduating class sizes, like doubling twice in that interval, like is like one problem. So even if like the rate of people that wanted to go to college, like stayed flat, that was already something that was not (laughs) built into anything. Right. Because uh, uh, whether you want to go down to the uh, 100% true alleged conspiracy of student loan debt being like an intentional crisis by financial institutions or the fact that, you know, like we shot on the economy a couple times and you need a college degree now to get any entry level job. You know, the the whole uh, English major have a saying, do you want fries with that, has Hey, some of us turn into successful software developers. Yeah, you got your degree before two thousand eight. Now you need the degree to work at McDonald's. Oh, yeah. It's not That's like true. it's not like the fallback anymore. It's like, you know, like you wouldn't believe like what like how requirements have creeped up for jobs.
1: Yeah, I got really lucky being born when I was, but not as lucky as people who were born even earlier. Yeah. <laughs> Like There was this tiresome boomer at uh, some event that we were at. It was somebody who works at the Pacific Northwest National Laboratory who was like, I, you know, stayed married to my wife and I bought a house in 1985 and now I'm set for life and it's fine. And I'm like, dude, I was three in 1985 and you live in a (laughs) shithole because Richland sucks. Uh, That's roughly where PNNL is and it's like, it's it's I can't stand boomer bragging like that. It's like, well, I got mine. I don't understand why you can't also do that. Even though I'm hoarding wealth and I won't let you. Like, she. I fucking
0: wonder. Like your car costs as much as we pay for phones, and your house costs as much as we pay for cars. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: it's super did.
0: Uh. So yeah. So uh, campuses uh are overfilled. Uh. Like. So apartments on campuses are normally, you know, two bedrooms and a common area. And those now have like five or six people instead of the original planned four. Buildings that are being thrown up as quickly as possible. The rooms are smaller to cram more people in, just like how airline seats keep getting closer together. But they're still doubles. Right. And they're still doubles. (laughs) So you have too many people there, which, you know, just like putting all the sick chickens together right. uh, is not a good idea.
1: College is all the sick chickens.
0: Uh, and just like you <laughs> mentioned with like, well, you have to go to the dining hall, like uh, students who live on campus, especially, but all students are prone to malnutrition because of uh, just ridiculous food policy where like you have an integer number of uh prepaid visits to the dining hall so you're basically encouraging binge eating mm-hmm. uh and a uh, attitude of like trying to quote unquote get your money's worth right and the fact that like if you try to like take anything more than a banana on the way out that you'll be tackled
1: and you know have to go to court and get expelled oh my, my college wasn't really like that keep in mind this is a fancy lady college well also a much more expensive college Yeah.
0: (laughs) Uh, And the other thing, of course, is that sleep deprivation is, of course, rampant uh, across colleges. And alcohol abuse. And uh, stimulant abuse and everything abuse um, because of ridiculous everything else policy. Because you take a bunch of children, and yes, they're still children because they're not 25, and start demanding things of them. And um, depending on your major... you don't really have a choice in scheduling if you actually want to get out in 4 years and if you want to get out in more than 5 years that's going to cost way more and your loan probably doesn't even account for that so it's just you know stress upon stress upon stress upon stress and also you don't
1: just you don't logistically have time for good sleep it's like your perfect breeding ground for for compromised immune systems among people who should be very healthy yep and
0: and then there's there's one more damn thing, uh, which is fucking vaping. Ah, yes. We didn't have that when I was in college. <laughs> nope. And also, when I was an undergrad, uh, like, uh, smoking was at an all-time low.
1: Yeah, smoking, there weren't very many smokers. There were some, but a lot of us were really grossed out by them.
0: Yeah, because it got, it, it had, like, 80s ew on it. <laughs> and, yeah. and, and we were the
1: 90s kids.
0: Right. Uh, so, uh. As I predicted all along, the research on vaping continues to get worse and worse and worse. <laughs> Unlike cigarettes, uh, the immediate effect on vaping, and I mean like puff number one, <laughs> your lungs effectively has as- have asthma uh, and your uh, cardiovascular system as a whole is acting as if you have extreme hypertension and had had a recent stroke. Uh, Now, this goes away in a couple hours, uh, which is probably longer than the duration between, like, your next puff. So, during all of this, like, you voluntarily become a high-risk member of, you know, the group of uh, asthmatics or uh, people with uh, hypertension or uh, heart disease or having recently had a stroke that are uh, much more susceptible to getting viral pneumonia. So... Okay this this is, this is a great combination with flu <laughs> uh, especially uh, on a uh, strain that we don't have a vaccine for um and by the way all those effects like are from like the glycerol the stuff that like just makes a pod work like that's not like the nicotine like, the nicotine, like, makes cancer because, like, when you, uh, you know, uh, uh, put an electrical arc through it, you break it in half, and it binds to your lungs and makes cancer in a way that even cigarettes haven't figured out how to do. Neat. If an, an unflavored pod, like, have the cardiovascular effects because it's the other parts of it that just are just universally in there.
1: It's also the case that, like, a lot of what college students are vaping are, like, cannabis products, which are not legal in most states. So those might actually contain who the shit knows what.
0: Yeah. uh, So we now have a new flu, which is uh, lipid flu, uh, where the uh, lipids that are in the cartridges uh, bind to the lungs in ways that... Oh my God, that's gross. uh, It's basically fatal if you do not get yourself to a hospital. And the uh, recovery period... Uh, if you are treated, is still uh, up in the air because we don't know. Because people we have saved uh, live with an oxygen tank, and it hasn't been enough years for them to not need the oxygen tank yet because it's only been like six months. So, yikes. Yeah, and again, that's like that's from like one you know bad pod, whether it's uh, black market, gray market, uh, or you know just bad QA. And the other thing uh, you mentioned, like you know the, the sourcing on uh, these things. Uh, is that the, the fallacy that this is a, a, a way to quit smoking, which, by the way, is not recognized by any of the many free resources of which I am uh, acquainted with th- through my work. It is not a recommended way to quit smoking. And a lot of people who get exposed to nicotine abuse both because you're addicted to nicotine. Which, so, which is like, again, like, of all the substances I can't believe are legal. Like, nicotine mm-hmm. like, should be like, ugh. But anyway... So whether or not they are safer than cigarettes, which they aren't, is a moot point when you consider the fact that if people who use them for the delivery of nicotine probably have exposure to cigarette smoke in their lives. Uh, So that's just great because, you know, we know all the problems (laughs) with cigarettes. (laughs) That's a good way to get unnecessary viral pneumonia from a simple flu you would have gotten over because due to the rapid mutation, if you didn't get the right vaccine you know, it's not anyone's fault. The cure for these things is surviving long enough for your (laughs) immune system to take care of it uh, itself. But if you're compromised for one of these other reasons, which are arguably, you know, intentional, self-inflicted, you know, that's going to make it that much worse for you.
1: And to tie it to last week,
0: (laughs) quackery comes into this.
1: Yeah. uh, You know what I've never really thought about is all the people who are like, keto and who are replacing like bad keto and they're like replacing all of their foods (laughs) with meat they're gonna get scurvy
0: yeah so a lot of uh bad implementations of fad diets which are intentionally uh not really written in stone is that there's the intentional omission of fresh fruits and vegetables because i don't i don't know i guess there's too many carbs in those
1: well, fruits, yeah. Vegetables, some of them. But, like, carbs are okay in, moder- in you know, sensible amounts. It's fine. Carbs that don't come from baked cookies or the, right. uh, the cookie dough <laughs> that has other problems
0: apparently now we have to worry about are... Again, like, fine, Uh, because your brain runs on glucose, and a great source of that is fruit that has other reasons for you to consume it, like vitamins, because turns out that supplements, uh, in addition to not being regulated, so you don't know if they actually have the vitamins in them, the jury is still out on whether your body actually absorbs vitamins from supplements. (laughs) It's still out on that. We still aren't quite sure that works, so it's better, you know, to just (laughs) have a damn orange. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, like you should have like fruit and you should also have vegetables because, uh, which again are like, like, why are they omitted from these diets? But you're robbing your gut flora of fiber, which it needs because, uh, unhealthy gut flora is a good way to get sicker faster because, you know, gut flora apparently are the magical (laughs) beings that make everything go round in ways we don't quite understand, but are pretty sure happen. (laughs) uh but anyway like any diet where like you can like if the the appeal is like on the commercial there's
1: i can eat steak but if you're eating if you're on an all steak diet first of all that's what lewis and clark did and we know their progress across the country because they had such horrible constipation (laughs) that they were using mercury (laughs) to treat that they were just shitting mercury across the nation yeah and you don't want horrible constipation in in
0: the like high fat you know diets like You're supposed to be getting good fats from, you know, avocados and salmon, not like the fat that's on your well-marbled steak. That is a saturated fat. Those are still bad. That's not (laughs) what you're supposed to be having. So, you know, that will still lead to heart disease, which, again, is a great way to be immunocompromised and more susceptible to getting viral pneumonia from... What otherwise would have been a survivable but still awful flu.
1: (laughs) So there's your weekly dose of doom and gloom and health (laughs) advice, apparently. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's just be sensible. Eat fruit. Like, just eat food. (laughs)
0: Yeah. But more importantly, like, don't worry about pandemics. Even with, like, the horrible administration we have now, there's still good people in the CDC and stuff. And, like, even though it's, you know, completely laughable that they are screening people at airports by using forehead thermometers, which are literally the least accurate way to take a temperature on a person. And also, since this is a long incubation period, there's nothing to pick up anyway. Like, right. you know, it, it. I mean, it's an airport. It's a security theater on both ends. So you you couldn't have expected that to, you know, protect you from anything. But the takeaway is like, go read what happened to SARS because <laughs> SARS went away. It did. Because it was a mutation itself, which was not uh, self-sustaining in a human population to make new versions of itself in the way the regular flu viruses do. So once herd immunity established from the survivors of it, because again, it was just a flu, you know, if you're not that unfortunate, one to 10%, depending on what part of the world you live in, you survive, you have immunity, and you might, during that immunity phase, pass along some dead virus, indirectly (laughs) vaccinating your neighbors, and (laughs) herd immunity occurs, and SARS from the uh, outbreak in the early 2000s, um, extincted. And it's been found that uh, subsequent uh, apparent uh, resurgences have been not like descendants, but like the best you can call them is like siblings where like the situation that rose to the evolution of the first one occurred again and a similar outcome occurred. And in real biology, because viruses aren't alive or or are they, we haven't decided yet, you know, this is, uh, you know, convergent evolution where Bats aren't descendant of birds, but they both fly in the same method because evolution just sort of does stuff like that sometimes. (laughs) And uh, all of the subsequent ones uh, did not succeed to the extent of success, I mean, if you would call a virus successful, as the original because some people's immune systems have a broader definition of things that rhyme with other diseases than others, so you have some built-in herd immunity going into it. So that's, that's just how it works. This isn't, you know, don't be stupid. It's still winter, you know, don't try to get sick, but it's not the apocalypse. You don't need to go buy like flu pandemic supplies. Nowhere in the US is going to be put under the dome.